Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an ERPer. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an ERPer is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona ERP fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and see if she has what it takes to be an ERPer. Hey, welcome back to Why Not, a Winona ERP fangirl podcast, where myself, Anne, uh, talks to my friend Casey who's never watched Winona Earp before. Now and, I have. Well now you have. <laughs> uh, so we are on episode two of our mm-hmm. podcast and um, Casey has just watched season one episode two keep the home fires burning. Casey did you know that the titles of the episodes are song titles? No. That's a little fun fact for you. Every episode title is an actual song title. That they use in this in No, the just any, like, just a song. You can Google it and you'll find that song somewhere. So there's a song it could be called a country. Purgatory? Yeah, for real. I think that one's in reference to, I want to say a Metallica song. I don't recall properly. Interesting. It could be. That's a good little fact. So, um, this episode was written by Emily Andres, our queen, and directed by Ron Murphy. And how are you feeling about Winona Earp so far? I have to tell you something. Uh Uh-oh, what? Big confession? Yeah, it is a big confession. So, I was sitting at home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if there's any Winona Earp TikToks. And so Why? I went to TikTok. Yes. And then I clicked in Winona Earp. Yes. And a whole bunch popped up, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I got all paranoid, and I turned it off really fast. <laughs> I was like, I almost clicked on something that was going to give something away. My God, get your brain out of your ass, Casey. <laughs> I am telling you, you can't go anywhere yet. I mean, I, I don't Soon, maybe. Um, soon, maybe. But, I don't even think soon, really. Well, we have to definitely get you more caught up. And um, our good friend over at Tales from the Black Badge, Kevin Batchelder, has been showing our podcast some love. And he has um, given me a link to uh, interviews that they have done with the cast and when it is safe to listen to them. So oh, really? it's like if you've watched season one, episode four, you can now listen to this interview. I, that, um, it's so, it feels really something like I'm doing something wrong then, I think. Yeah, like, it's it feels like really risky or something. No, mm-hmm. this will be safe. This will be a safe way to do it. And I think, I think after one more episode, you might be able to listen to an interview with the cast, which I think will be really fun for you because that's, that's a huge part of being in the fandom. Um, but anyways, let's dive okay. into this. I think we have a lot to unpack. There is uh, a lot. There is a lot in this episode. It's, I think that's probably every episode, especially when you're new, because you're going to want to, well, we're still in, we're still unraveling a lot of the, um, the characters and the plot and, um, you know, the central themes around everything. So it'll probably be a while. I mean, there's always going to be something to talk about. That's the whole point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's, it felt like last or the last time, the first episode, it was kind of like, okay, kind of lighthearted a little bit. I mean, not totally, but, you know. Lighthearted was, demon hunting. Yeah. No big deal. 
<laughs> yeah, right. It's not really lighthearted, but, um, and this just seemed really, it's, and I guess I suppose I'm listening for more details now too, and trying to like figure out more things. And right. I feel like, you know, now that I have one episode under my belt, um, that I'm, I'm starting to catch on. Okay. But Okay. All right, so we we start out this episode and we're we're thumping in the club. This club is lit. Um, so Winona's in a nightclub and Dolls has basically laid down the ground rules for um, for being in Black Badge, and basically he really just needs her to be smart and discreet about everything, especially when hunting the revenants. And her her mission in the opening scene is to get uh, the revenant red. Uh, he gives her a government he being dolls gives her uh, Winona a government issue weapon, to which she says she's pretty sure that only Peacemaker can send the revenants back. But he's like, you know what? Just take this gun, do your job, uh, and don't blow it. To which she says. I never blow jobs without a please first, which is classic sassy pants, Winona. I looked at Tracy and I was like, what she just said? Tracy's like, yeah, she said that. Yeah, she <laughs> said like, that. She said that. Um, and we see Revenant Red in the nightclub and he's biting the finger off a woman. And uh, she tries to yell some official like black badge, you know, black badge official line and be totally chill but she has zero chill and she instead screams her now famous line crazy chick with a gun and shoots the gun in the air she shoots the revenant but he gets up and walks away well of course he does i don't understand why dolls isn't listening to her i don't know why he's not listening to her either he believes her and trusts her enough to do this hard work because she's the heir and then he's like no use my little pistol with a flashlight attached to it on the bottom right. yeah exactly just you know stop mansplaining guns to her and yeah. trust the woman with the big gun i agree the big gun jesus um can i can i just say one thing about this you this can say scene? whatever you want to say about this this is your experience so <laughs> i was like okay Girl, this club in Purgatory, this club was on fire. And I'm like, Purgatory, what we saw at Purgatory last episode, it was like a bar and that was pretty much it. It was just a bar. I don't know what club this was, but you know how <laughs> when you're in a small town, sometimes you have to drive like 20 minutes away to get to a thumping club? You think You've it was got, you, not in purgatory? I, I thought they had to stay in purgatory. I thought the revenants had to stay in purgatory. Well, okay. It could be like purgatory proper, but not, you know, like you have your, your subdivisions. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's in the subdivision. Okay, so like... The township of purgatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... All right, fair enough. I was just like... Well, this is strange. They're all beautiful, and they have these, like, tight dresses on. We have not seen really... these townsfolk, have we? No, we have not. And then he <laughs> the finger off, and they're like, oh, my God. Gross. This is strange, yeah. All right, so what, what, what else you got? What's, your, what's our next scene? Um, so the next scene was the security guard in the barn, and um, a security guard goes into a barn. <laughs> 
It sounds like and the start of a really bad it. joke. <laughs> so a security guard goes into a bar. It was. It was um, a really quick scene. And um, they, he, his light goes out, which is something that we're going to see again. Um, and all of a sudden, this big ghosty guy in black with glowing eyes comes and takes him. And that was pretty much the scene. I tried to look up who played this, the security guard because I felt bad for him. that he I was such just going important... to say that. Like, he was like, mom, mom, no, really, I'm going to be on my Nona Earp. It's this new show. It's going to be, you're going to be so proud of me. And it's like, psh, gone. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, he really nailed that. He nailed that scene. You and know what? I'm sure wasn't it's... wasn't even in the credits. I'm sure it's still on his IMDb, IMDb sure. page. If we knew his name, we could look. Yeah, that's right. I don't know why. I can't say that right because I had dental work done today and I just feel like my face is paralyzed. <laughs> okay, so then we we cut to mystery Western man. We still don't know his name. He's coming out of his camper and he comes across some other people playing Texas Hold'em and they're talking about the air, Winona. And the reverend says, not to worry, gents. The new heiress is sporting tits, a rabid case of nymphomania, nymphomania, and the wrong gun. And I think they have grossly underestimated Winona and her capabilities. And uh, I was a little insulted for her. <laughs> and the wrong gun. Oh, wrong because gun. he she took the wrong gun into right. the club. Yeah, he's like, she doesn't have the gun. Like, she shot me and I'm fine. Um, and then they, you know, mentioned something to mystery Western guy that they know who he is and, um, who he rode with, Mm -hmm. you know, all their old timey talk. Yeah. 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 I got that. But I didn't hear the part of the nympho, whatever. And the, well, it's probably because his teeth are so jacked up. I don't know why his teeth are like, he's like shark teeth. Oh my God. That is so funny that you say that because in one of the scenes that I have to cover, I'm like, I don't know what this dude's name is, but let's just call him bad teeth guy. Cause <laughs> they're pretty. It's like a yeah. shark. Oh, I don't really have much to add to that scene. It was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. Some other of our other scenes know. are heavier and have a lot of mm-hmm. detail. So I yeah. think we can gloss over some of these other scenes. So dolls and my Nona, um, all of a sudden you see them at a shooting range and Winona tries to explain like the guns that they're shooting, dude, they're not going to do anything. But again, dolls isn't convinced because you know, a woman saying that that's just me. Right. She Um, really doesn't know guns. Yeah. So um, we see just a little clip of um, Waverly and the boyfriend, but then she brings up again, the 77 outlaws that they'll need to take care, take down um, and so far, I'm pretty sure she only has sent one back to hell, if right. I'm counting correctly. Um, and they had mentioned that there was uh, one one error that was only around for a really short time. Um, but, you know, not much happened. They shot some guns and... That's all I got, really. Not much happens. <gasps> oh my gosh, did I miss stuff? He explains that Black Badge is a top secret branch of the Marshals that was founded in the 1900s by Roosevelt to eradicate paranoia- paranormal forces that are <laughs> coming up in North American soil. How did I miss that? Literally, I have nothing about that down. My, yeah. my um, Netflix and that- must have skipped. <laughs> 
And that black badge worked with her grandfather, Edwin Earp. So now we're oh, not that's the one that was only around yeah. for a little bit. So now we're not just talking about the great great grandfather Wyatt, but now we're referencing another family member, Edwin Earp, and she refers to him as the one year wonder. Oh and yes. That legend has it he was only the heir for like eleven months. And that's when she mm-hmm. says Eddie came real close to sending all 77 of Wyatt's kills back to hell. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then he, um, Dolls goes on to say that, you know, the number one priority is to make sure that the public doesn't know about all this so that they don't panic. Mm-hmm. And he shows her a picture of what happened in Maldito, New Mexico. And, uh, and Wynonna says, uh, normal dudes carry pictures of babies in their wallets. Yeah. Which is another hilarious line of hers. And then right. I love how <laughs> Waverly and Champ just comes like cruising by in her Jeep and she yells out, love you! Like, yeah. <laughs> serious, talking about guns and like saving purgatory and all this stuff. And then the other great thing that I love about this scene is... Um, Winona says like something about like, hey, Mr. Know-it-all, um, if you know everything, why don't you tell me what my sister sees in that D-bag champ? Uh-huh. And he says, well, I couldn't tell you. I don't do relationships. And then she says, how about smiling? Do you ever do that? And I thought that was such a great line because it reminds me of when women or when men say to women, you'd be you so much smile yeah, more. You'd be so much prettier if you just smiled. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. loved that like, that slight reversal of like, what about smiling? Do you ever do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. a lot. That's a good one. Um, so then we cut back to the card game going on in the trailer park and Western man, we still don't know his name at this point is telling a dirty story about a woman and her healthy Merkin, which I know I've heard that word before, but I don't think I ever knew what it was. So I did you give it a go. Oh, I sure did. And a merkin was a pubic wig used by <sighs> prostitutes, yeah, it gets better, who shaved their vag in the 30s and 40s to, uh-huh. reduce, to reduce the transmission of crabs. Oh, shut up. Yeah. But that's not the unusual part of his story that grabs your attention. He's going on about how this woman had a tail. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, nothing. It's just, like, this side conversation that's... It's so unusual, but not to any of them. This is like a normal conversation for everyone at the table. Yeah. And then he said, but she wasn't wagging it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't care. What is the, uh, right? she, what's happening? <laughs> and so then uh, the Rev, Revenant Levi enters the scene and he says that his boss wants to see Western man. Uh he we cut to western man getting beat up by a man in a big fur coat and we finally find out that western man's name is hank Mm -hmm. um the man in the fur coat which which is an amazing fur coat by the way (laughs) i don't know why he needs it because it seems like it's pretty warm warm. Yeah. yeah um but he he insinuates that hank is not a man and hank says that he is indeed a man with a very specific skill set. And he draws his gun. um, And uh, he says, you know, you you ain't one of us. And Hank says, it's just a matter of time. Uh, 
no, Hank doesn't say this. The fur coat guy, because we still don't know this guy's name, um, says it's just a matter of time before the Earps figure out who you are and what you really did to their great, great granddaddy. Mm-hmm. And then um, for coat guy says, I want you to bring me something of the Earps. And if you do that for me, then I can help you get what you really want, which is revenge. But we don't know against yeah. who or what for. Yeah. It's just a lot of like laying down these, these situations. These storylines. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, we cut to the scene at uh, Shorty's where we see Aunt Gus, Winona and Waverly and Winona showing Waverly pictures um, that she found at the homestead that Waverly drew when she was little, which is super cute. Um, and she's like, oh, it's my imaginary friend. And his name is Bobo. And um, the Winona is also asking Waverly if she recognizes any of the revenants that took her when she was kidnapped um, in the last episode. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I, you know, I haven't been able to identify any yet. Um, and Waverly here is also again, trying to get into Black Badge. She's like, if I could just, you know, maybe if I could bring my research, I could help out Black Badge. And Winona's like, nope, not happening. Don't want any of it. I don't want you involved. Um, And then the next thing we know, a revenant, you know, crashes into the bar and Gus yells, you know, get the gun, which again is on the bar. So right. I was like, girl, I knew you were going to have a fit. I was like, oh, Casey's going to be so pissed off. I couldn't believe it. I really honestly couldn't. Which and then she looks at it, which don't look in that direction. Play it. Okay. I was like, what are you stop staring? It's like that's like when my kid is like, oh, no, I uh, No, I don't. don't, Nobody mm -hmm. saw the candy bar. I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. And then look at it. Um, So then the revenant goes for the gun at the same time he gets it first and his mm-hmm. hands start burning as he holds it mm-hmm. and then Winona gets the gun shoots him and he just dis- disintegrates into flames on the floor and there's number two number two i don't remember that what what yeah, that was the second guy that was the second revenant oh i'm she- like what am i missing there's okay yeah so now we're at two yeah, don't make, don't make me do math. I can't. I need a spreadsheet. We need to. <laughs> I, I don't think this should be my job. I can't I'm be. I'm just happy we don't have the same tooth guy anymore. He's gone. Um, yeah, so so this is where I was like, <laughs> so we get to um, the bar, which I can never remember the name. Is it Shorty's? Yes, it's Shorty's. Okay, Shorty's. So um, we we go to the bar and Waverly is standing in front of these beer tappers and they're just spraying all over <laughs> on her shirts and her boob area. And I was like, okay, no, that's weird. And then all of a sudden this female w- cop walks through the door and um, you can tell she's like flirting. She's like, I didn't know that shorties had wet t-shirt contests and blah, 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 blah. And she comes up to the bar and, um, was kind of introducing her and making small talk. And I'm like, I literally was like, is she, are they flirting? What's happening here? And then something weird happened was, uh, which was the cop asked for a cappuccino. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Maybe that's what they do there. I don't know. I've never had a cappuccino at a bar. Anyway, so 
cut to the chase, it turns out that this cop's name is Officer Nicole Hot. Hot. <laughs> Which I was like, wait one minute. Wait one hot minute. They, there's our name for our podcast. You wouldn't tell me why we had the name for our uh, podcast the way that we did. You said that it would come into play later. And I was like, okay. And I was like, there it is. There it is. Ma'am. So Officer Hot is played by the beautiful, multifaceted Kat Burrell. Ooh, I, I like that. Her. I love her. Mm-hmm. You love her yet? Um, I, pr- I do love her. I thought that, you know, what happened next was kind of like weird about how, you know, Waverly had to take off her shirt and all of a sudden she's like, oh my, I'm stuck in my shirt, officer. Can you come and help me? And I was like... how do you get stuck in a tank top but okay again she had the most adorable bra on um so obviously good taste in bras running there in the sister's family (laughs) but um the bra game is strong it is yeah and anyway so um you know she she tells the cop she tells officer hot (laughs) that um well she owes her one and officer hot's like well how about tonight you can get me that coffee and then it was really fun. I thought it was really funny how Winona then, I'm sorry, how Waverly then was like, no, I, um, I'm dating some, he's, I'm dating somebody. I'm, I'm in a serious relationship with a, it's a, um, with a man, with a man. With a boy, officer, with a man, a man. Yeah. <laughs> and then Officer Hot's like, oh yeah, I've done that too. You know, <laughs> she kind of laughs about it. Like, let's, yeah, we've all been there but um, see you later. And she leaves. And I was like, that was interesting. And I hope we see that expand. <laughs> that character spread her wings. <laughs> yeah, that... Um, Don't tell me. No, I'm, all I'm going to say is that's the scene that brought me to Winona Earp. I saw that really? scene before I saw anything else. I came across it on YouTube. And I was like... I gotta get me some more of that. And it was so then nice. I started watching the show. Yeah, it was a nice flirty little scene that um, I was, it, you know, again, I was like, okay, this could have potential. I mean, uh, aside from the like, you know, oh, these just happen to spray all over her and then she needs to like change it. Like, I think normally it would just be wet. You wouldn't necessarily have to change your shirt the minute it got wet. You'd wait mm-hmm. until someone left or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But just the this the confidence that Officer Hot has when she walks in, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, she's not saying she's gay, but I'm pretty sure she's gay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then seeing Waverly, who this whole time we're like, she's with Champ, and mm-hmm. then you see this look on her face, like she's clearly flustered by this woman and it's like oh she had the capability to like to rattle her cages a little bit here Mm -hmm. and so to see that and see it represented on screen where it was just like this normal flirtation Mm -hmm. and there wasn't this huge deal out of it was like Mm -hmm. where was this when when I was coming out like where where were all these fun normal flirty (laughs) instances that are just like uh just kind of came and went and just left you wondering. Yeah, just what's kind of a natural yeah, occurrence. What's going to happen next? Like it mm-hmm. was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh my god, the sheriff in town is gay. <laughs> Scandalous. 
Right. No, I loved it. I loved everything about that scene. I thought I liked the, even that it was a little bit campy and cheesy. I liked everything about it because the share or the cop walked away and she's kind of like, yeah, I'll see you again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That like <laughs> that cocky walk that she kind of just like tilts her hat and walks out. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We want to see you again. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then. After that amazing scene, we just go to a boring old scene in the sheriff's office. Um, and we see Sheriff Nedley and Agent Dolls. And Nedley's, Nedley's all pissy and upset. And he's saying, classified my ass. And he wants answers. And Dolls is just kind of giving him the runaround and saying, you know, I'm running a task force. And I'm looking into a criminal syndicate. And he's just throwing around all the, like, the buzzwords. And not giving Nedley any answers. She doesn't want him poking around the areas um, because Dolls has like commandeered some areas in the sheriff's office and it's all classified and consider yourself on a need to know basis. So here we have like local law enforcement and this black badge division kind of butting heads and poor sure, Ned- Nedley and I are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust Dolls. You don't trust dolls. Okay. Yeah. I think there's something interesting going on. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, all of a sudden, we see, now we know his name, Hank. Hank. <laughs> Not hat guy. Um, trying to pay for something at Shorty's with a gold coin, and, and Shorty's kind of being funny about it, going you know, going over the forms of payment, but he's not going to take the pirate booty. And then all of a sudden, Waverly comes up behind um, Shorty and is like, oh, I know him. He's fine. I'll take care of him. And she goes on about, um, you know, how he's in the place he should be if he's such a, um, uh, you know, somebody who's kind of trying to walk in the same steps as as white or be in the what be in the same place as drink where he drank right um, he's and like, things he's like, like that. A, a Wyatt or super fan this week yes show. super fan super and then fan. she goes and then she goes um you know be, and i know because i'm an erp i mean an erper and i was like girl there's the buzzword again <laughs> we got two in this episode oh it was funny but then she you know the way she was carrying on about like oh he you know you're such a super fan and you dress like you know and you do the whole act and you you know you're playing the part and i'm thinking is she playing dumb or is she really think that he's just a super fan i don't know i think she just has like this innocence about her in some things where it's, I don't know, it's interesting because her character is so, like, so book smart and so read up on so many things. And then there are things like this where she's just like, mm, I don't know, you seem, it, it, it's almost like she just wants to see the good in everyone. Yeah. She's just, she's so trusting and uh, kind of mm-hmm. naive. Um, and it was, I almost got like this feeling that she was not flirting because mm-hmm. I don't think she was intending on flirting at all, mm-hmm. but it's like, she's so innocent and so nice that it's coming across as being interested in him in the way she's talking mm-hmm. to him and the things she's saying. And then all of a sudden she even realizes that she's like, Oh my God, no, I mean, you're I not my type. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you're not my type. And then he's like, darling, I'm everybody's type. Um, and then she's like, I got a good feeling about you. And I'm an excellent judge of character. And he's yeah. like, sweetheart, and like, you really aren't. 
no. I was like, wait, you don't, you're not catching, you don't know what, how do you not know that this is part of your... Right, but it was, it was people, almost kind of sweet, too, because he was, like, shaking his head, like, no, mm-hmm. you have no idea, mm-hmm. which we don't have any idea either. I have so no we're idea. We're kind of in the same boat, but mm-hmm. it's just funny because she's just, she's so, like, I got a good feeling about you. Yeah, exactly. It was funny. Um, yeah. And then we see uh, Winona and Dolls, uh, they're talking in the police station, And here, uh, you know, she's coming across saying only a peacemaker can put them down for good. Talking about the revenants, um, as long as I hit them between the eyes and uh, the revenants can't physically hold peacemaker. Um, So here again, like she's got to prove her point to dolls who has up until now been trying to get her to use giant you know, weapons, like who's mm-hmm. going to carry around a giant machine gun? Right. A peacemaker is pretty darn big to begin with, but it's like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know. I don't understand why this gun just wasn't good enough for him this whole time. Yeah. Um, but so she says, yeah, only peacemaker can put them down. So we've kind of established that this is the gun she's going to have to use. Um, mm-hmm. And that if they try to hold it, she said they vibrate faster than a, you know, what um, and makes like a little, adult toy joke um which is pretty funny yeah and um here i also realized that she keeps calling them rev heads which oh i missed that i hadn't really i she did it previously too but i finally made note of it here um and then we see Officer Hot again walks in with a delivery from um, CSIS and she starts to ask some questions and wants to know what's going on around here. And Dolls is just like a total dick to her mm-hmm. and tells her not to come in again or he'll have her arrested for treason. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't talk to Officer McHotty khaki pants like that. Like, <laughs> back off, Dolls. Like, here's what my issue was i missed all of that yada 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 and all i saw was officer hot come in (laughs) (laughs) it's all you should have seen i've seen it a million times (laughs) i know it's like oh here she is again i just listened to you recap that scene and i was like did that sound because all i have on here was hottie hottie coming in (laughs) (laughs) officer McHotty khaki pants. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, it cuts to um, Hank, which I feel like that's such a, a, a nice person's name, but I guess he's not very nice. Hank is kind of rummaging through Waverly's things in her apartment, and so he obviously broke in, and he has this hoodie on and all the stuff, and he grabs, um, you know, he's looking through kind of this information, and Waver- or, um, Winona busts open the door, and tells him that um you know he's breaking in her her sister's apartment and he try she tries to shoot him and at the same time he turns to shoot her and the peacemaker goes flying um right prior to that though he's holding up these fancy pants jeans with sparkly butt yeah they're and- like bedazzled on the butt kind of <laughs> and he's like very interested in those so as he's running out past um winona in the doorway he takes the jeans with him which i thought was funny and he also took a book of um names i think they were of 
I, I'm guessing it was a book of out, names of outlaws um, that Winona, or sorry, that uh, Waverly had in her possession. Um, I wasn't really positive on what that book was, but I think that's what it was. Right. He's like going through her boxes of research and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be looking for something of the herbs to give mm-hmm. to the fur coat guy. Right. Yeah. So that's what he takes. He shoves it down his pants, grabs the sparkly butt jeans and takes off past um, Winona in the doorway. Right. And then, uh, then we have a moment at the trailer park where fur coat guy is, he wants, uh, is this where he asks for something from the herbs or did we already cover that? Well, um, he's talking about enlisting Jim, the killer Miller. Yeah, that's where, this is where he starts talking about Jim, the killer Miller. (laughs) Yeah, who is Um, now, a.k.a. the shadow assassin. Yeah, right, exactly. can only be activated by a blood sacrifice. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. And I want to tell you, when I was, when I was watching to take my notes, I tried to do, um, like, Google, um, the transcription where I just talk and it typed everything. Oh, really? And this is what took me so long to be able to get ready with my notes because my notes were so jacked up <laughs> because for some reason it kept put anytime I said Winona, uh-huh. it put the word banana in. <laughs> so apparently my speech is intelligible because I'm like looking through my notes and I'm like, banana it, banana was in here so many times so i had to redo <laughs> everything and i'm like who, what the hell am i talking about a banana for and then i realized every time i say winona when i was transcribing this it came up banana so yeah um so yeah so levi uh then says something to hank like you know what the hell are you now Mm-hmm. And Hank's like, I'm a man. Like, I, what? I don't get it. What are you? What are you trying to say? Um, and then here we also find out that Hank used to be Wyatt Earp's right hand man. Yes, yes, he did. Um, and I did like when when um, Levi said that, um, "What are you?" And then and then Hank says, "I'm still me. Don't be jealous." And then. Um, he goes, I'm not jealous. I'm disgusted. Yeah. I was like, a revenant what? is disgusted? Like, yeah, exactly. How, what could that even be? We should also note that the um, Jim Miller, the killer, <laughs> the Miller killer, Jim Miller, the um, killer, he's also known as the shadow assassin. Yeah, I said, AKA the shadow assassin. Oh, you did? Oh, I missed it. Okay. Yeah. And they, so they want to enlist him to, uh, to kill the heir and get her gun. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then back at the homestead, uh, Wynona and Waverly are, are talking and Wynona is saying, Waverly, you know, your apartment was broken into, it's not safe. You can't stay there anymore. Um, and then dolls pops in and starts asking questions about, uh, you know, things around the homestead. Do you see anything weird? Um, which is funny. Cause like everything's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything unusual? Uh, <laughs> more unusual than what? The shark tooth revenant that keeps coming around? Yeah. Right. Um, and then he starts asking questions about these wind chimes that Mama had made. And uh, he cuts a piece off, which 
I was like, he didn't even ask first. Like this is could have been something really important to them. And he's just like, he cuts off this part of this mm-hmm. wind chime mm-hmm. and says that it's ammonite and that it's a mineral found around there. And he thinks there's a reason that the house is built where it's built. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during conversation with Winona, we also find out that Waverly was four when mama left. She just up and moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dolls just kind of says, keep an eye out for anything unfamiliar or anything that looks occultish. Right. Um, I thought that brought that brought it back to when um, in that scene in last episode where the dad was talking about how the um, they got through the bedrock. So right. that's that was interesting. I thought then that, that must be what the ammonite is, was the quote unquote bedrock. Right. Things are starting before. to like. Yeah, they're starting to come together. Mm -hmm. We're still really trying to figure things out, but some pieces of the puzzle are starting to fit. Yeah, exactly. So we're back at that barn again where the poor security guard met his demise. Um, (laughs) And the short guy, Levi, is is, um, there with Hank. And I realized at that point who the short guy reminds me of. Um, And it's um, a character named... Louis Tully, and he was on Ghostbusters. He was played by Rick Moranis. Do you remember that? He looks no. just like the short. Like, he looks like Louis Rick Moranis. No, but anyways. So, oh God, I'll send you. I mean, pictures. I know who Rick Moranis is, but I don't. I don't remember yeah. the character from Ghostbusters. Um. So, anyways, so they're looking for the shadow, and they find it down in this weird cave thing. Okay. So um, he's trying to, the shadow is trying to drag Hank into the cave and Hank's like, no way. He, um, it was told to throw something in of the herbs to show him who, you know, the target really is. And so he throws in this book that he got from um, Waverly's apartment and the shadow guy was like, yeah, cool. Okay. It takes it. Um, But whoopsie daisies. It's not, Waverly's book it's my no, it's sorry not it's not Winona's book it's Waverly's book um so now she's the target right bum, and bum, did bum. you see Hank's face he's like he's super worried and then also there's this huge panic that washes over him when the whatever is activated in that cave and starts coming out and he's like no, I won't go back into the darkness. Like yes. he's super freaking out and he, mm-hmm. he has a scared look on his face. And you can tell he doesn't really want to throw this thing, but self-preservation, he does it anyway. Yeah, right. And then, you know, he's, you can see he looks like he feels a little bit bad about throwing not something of Winona's in there, but something of Waverly's. I didn't get it. I was like, wait a second. Is now Waverly the new target? Um, you know, or was it Waverly all the time? And the shadow guy was happy with that. But I, I'm going to guess that it was. I mean, they he, never said. He, he just made... said he wanted something of the herbs. Mm. So I think, I think he probably meant Winona because she's the heir and they want mm-hmm. the gun. Mm-hmm. But he did. He didn't specifically say, "Get me something of Winona's." He just said something of the herbs. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so now the spirit guy's after Waverly. Right, the shadow assassin. Um, So at the homestead, Waverly and Winona are currently actively looking for something that's strange and hard to explain. And um, 
it's when or Waverly says, "What you know? What are we looking for?" Winona jokes and says something strange and strange and hard to explain, like your relationship with Champ. So this is the second time <laughs> that someone has, well, someone specifically Winona has picked on her relationship with Champ, which I thought was pretty funny. It's just like mm-hmm. we're seeing this. They've been apart for three years, but they're back together, and you see them kind of like picking up right where they. I don't know, maybe left off. I Yeah. The relationship is super strong. Right. And they had been apart for so long. So it's just really sweet to see that they have this really tight relationship, even though they hadn't been together, mm-hmm. um, where they're just like picking on each other and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also see, you know, one of those areas on the wall where families like measure the height of their kids and Winona stops and it's like, Oh, look at, you know, here we are. And then Waverly says, I'm not on there. Right. And Winona, Winona just says, Oh yeah, probably just rubbed off. And Waverly looks really sad. And she's like, yeah, that's what I always used to tell myself. So that was weird. I thought that was super weird. It was weird. weird. It was sad. It was like Mm -hmm. foreboding. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the power goes out. There's a lot to unpack in the scene. Mm-hmm. Power goes out. They get a phone call from Dolls who says, it's not ammonite, it's ammolite, right. uh, which is prized by the Blackfoot for its ability to ward off evil. And then he says that the homestead is built on a bedrock of it. There we go. Yeah. So we've got, now we've got another piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and that they should be looking for an occult object, like a talisman made from vertebrae and bound by iron twine. And it should be buried in the ground somewhere. And that is, um, is counteracting the amylite. Mm-hmm. And then the sky goes dark and she asks if it's also dark at the police station, which I just thought was a funny question to ask. And mm-hmm. he says, it's not. And she's like, oh, it's four o'clock here. Like, this is weird. And he tells them to stay near a light source. And that he'll be there in 30 minutes. So they go outside. They have a bonfire. And Winona's explaining that they're supposed to be looking for this this talisman. And then Waverly has a memory, uh, like a flashback of her imaginary friend Bobo, who we now know his name is Bobo, who Mm -hmm. is played by the best villain there could possibly be, Michael Eklund. And he convinced her as a child to bury the talisman in the ground. And this is where she realizes that her imaginary friend isn't so imaginary. Can you imagine anything more fucking scary? Mm -mm, That freaked me out. (laughs) Like, first of all, imaginary friends freak me out. I've Mm -hmm. met very few children who have one, Mm -hmm. but that I can't imagine being a parent. Do your kids have imaginary friends? No. I would, thank goodness. I thank I would God that would scare the shit out of me. I don't know how I would mm-hmm. even handle that. Mm-hmm. Thank God they don't. Um, so then the bonfire goes out and um, Winona's, you know, going to go check things out. And she just wants Waverly to just get the fuck in the house. Yeah, um, by herself. Yeah, just go inside. So Winona goes to the barn. She's checking things out. And then the the shadow assassin comes knocks peacemaker peacemaker out of her hand and then mm-hmm. he says she smells like lilies the fl- mm-hmm. the uh, flower of funerals and i was like yes. and she yells worst pickup line ever which that's what i love about this show it's just like there's this tense moment there's this fight scene and then someone just has like 
a hilarious line of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back in the house, another funny moment I loved was that she's like, she's freaking out and she's yelling at Waverly to go hide in a closet, go hide under the bed, go anywhere where the darkness can't find her. <laughs> Waverly yells, those are the dark places. <laughs> Literally telling me to go into the dark places. Yeah. Um, and that hiding didn't help her last time. And um, we find out that the shadow man was one of the revenants that took daddy and Willow. And then we see like the batshit Waverly come out where she's like, if that shit ticket thinks he's coming in here uninvited. Mm-hmm. And then Winona's like, Oh, I love it when you say shit ticket. <laughs> uh, they run outside. Waverly remembers that she buried the talisman in the pet cemetery by her hamster Pikachu, which hilarious Mm -hmm. um shadow guy comes he tries to shoot or he tries to get winona she tries to shoot him but then she hears this metal sound and then waverly's like oh uh jim the killer miller he used to wear a metal plate like a like a shield of armor kind of thing um and then you see dolls kind of his face get intrigued by like oh girl got some research skills yeah yeah um so then Winona distracts him, eventually shoots him and kills him. And then now we got <laughs> Levi to deal with. So then Levi, he's the shark. Yeah, he came guy, out of right? nowhere. No, no Levi's he, the Rick Moranis guy. That's right. That's okay. Because um, <laughs> Shark Tooth is already gone, right? Yep. Okay. So Levi emerges and then Waverly says, finish him, sis, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, we need him to send a message. And then she says, tell your boss, whoever it is, that I'm coming for him. And I'm coming for all the revenants who attacked the homestead and took Willa. Willa. And mm-hmm. Levi mentions how um, the seven were responsible for that and that they already have three dead heirs under their belts. And you're just a girl. Yeah. And then she says... I'm the girl with Mm -hmm. the big ass gun. Mm -hmm. And one by one, I'm going to blow you all to hell. And I was like, yes, Uh. (laughs) And then uh, he, uh, Waverly pulls out the talisman and she throws it. And then it makes Levi go flying off the homestead because now um, they can't get on the homestead again. Right. That's perfect. Um, so then we cut to Dolls and Winona. They're walking kind of in this, in the town or whatever. And she asks how the he ended up The bustling metropolis of purgatory? Yeah. <laughs> and the clubs in the background. <laughs> and so, um, she kind of asks how he ended up there and he explains that he was in the military, but, um, she is saying that like the town can't find out that purgatory is ground zero and that she's afraid that it's going to end up like Maldito, New Mexico, if everybody finds out and it's going to be kind of, you know, her fault or whatever. And, um, that's when, um, I think that's when dolls explained that, um, it was the government who destroyed Maldito or did we find that out earlier? I'm not positive um, because they, the government didn't want anybody to find out anything out. So they're the ones who destroyed the town. Um, and I thought that was funny when Winona said that, because it's like, 
nobody's noticing these zombie freaks walking around town, like cutting off fingers and just being ridiculous and looking horrible. It's like the town's totally oblivious to these <laughs> weirdos. Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, a lot of it was just coyote attacks. Remember? Oh my God. You're right. So I don't know if they're like actively or if they just started on her 27th birthday. <gasps> I think that makes were, more sense. Yeah, I think they were like more normal until her 27th birthday. Oh my God. Because I was like, this is really weird. But you know how nobody... small towns be. You, you keep just, saying that. I, Eddie, where did you grow up? Eddie in the small town could be, you know, some of those backwoods. Um, yeah, well, and we also see like, it's all just quiet, but you can see that he just really doesn't want that to happen. He talks about Maldito and he's like, mm -hmm. I did everything I could to make sure that that didn't happen. Right. And so that's mm -hmm. his big, and I think that's why he's so hard on Winona is that he doesn't want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, no, just, he's, he's kind of, it's kind of like when you threaten your kids and you're like, if you don't brush your teeth, <laughs> see these pictures of this person with no teeth like this is what's gonna happen to you. like he's trying to scare the shit out of Winona so that right. she just doesn't make a big deal out of everything and just you know shoot revenants in front of everyone else because how are you gonna explain how he just disintegrated into a ball of flames on the ground like, in the ground yeah, right that doesn't happen um so then we are back at the homestead Waverly and Winona are out of fire again and Winona is saying that, okay, fine, um, you can be a black badge consultant. And Waverly is just giddy. Mm -hmm. She wants to know if she gets a badge and if she, what about a code name? And then she immediately jumps to, oh my God, do I get a flamethrower? Which I love her spark. And I love how she just, just went for it big there. Um, and then Winona says, but you have to agree to move here onto the homestead with me. Uh, you know, they're realizing that with this bedrock, they're, they're going to be safer here. Right. Um, and in the meantime, Hank is over on the corner getting them a new mailbox. And uh, he's uh, wearing champ's jeans. So apparently yeah. they're starting to realize that he's the one who broke into. Well, I think... My impression was that Waverly realized he was the one who broke into the apartment. And Winona just picked that up when she said that. Because she's like, yeah. well, he looks pretty good in Champ's jeans. And Winona's like, what? what? And then she's like, that's fine. Most of my stuff turned back up. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. So, and then um, uh, Waverly makes a point of saying, well, he can't be a revenant because the Amalite is working again and he's physically on the homestead. So he wouldn't be able to do that if he were a revenant. She still thinks he's just like a huge Wyatt Earp fan. And <laughs> she says, I think, you know, he's one of the good guys. And Winona says, everything in my body tells me he's one of the bad guys. Um, and then we also see a moment where Waverly talks about, about you know she shows that she's she feels really guilty about everything she's mm -hmm. blaming herself for what happened to dad and willow because she's the one who planted the talisman um and winona's like you were a kid like 
a grown-up mm-hmm. tricked you. That's not that's not okay. And she makes a promise to make the imaginary friend pay uh, for everything he's done when she finds him. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally was caught on why is he doing the mailbox? I'm not understanding why this is happening. Why is he fixing a mailbox? But I don't even cute. remember when the mailbox got broken. I have no idea, but why? I just thought it was so strange. It was just really an, a chance for the girls to like have a conversation. I am up. Yeah, I am up. And look well, and what better time for a stranger to fix your mailbox than in the middle of the night? <laughs> the night right? I mean, I if know, you're going to have so work funny. done, you should have it done in the middle of the night. But even I was like, well, he looks hot doing it, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a little eye candy. <laughs> All of a sudden, um, we see, like, Hank walks off from doing the mailbox, and it looks like he walks about seven feet, and he's all of a sudden in the middle of this, like, circle of torches and revenants and um, the boss guy, and he, um, the boss guy was like, you know... Who we now know is named Bobo. Oh, thank you. Yes, the Bobo. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> that Bobo, name is Bobo so Bobo weird. Boss guy. <laughs> the Bobo Boss Guy. Um, he explains, you know, like, oh, you've proven yourself. I, I think I can trust you. But in order to, you know, really solidify it, I need you to tie up Levi and put him on this, like, circle thing just outside of the line. And um, so you, Hank was like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. I'm paraphrasing. Um, he's like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And so he drags um, Levi over and he ties him up to this thing that's just over the border, which I'm guessing is the the triangle border or something, or maybe the border for purgatory. But um, and then all of a sudden you see Levi burning up because he's he's past the, the safe zone. Um, and that's when um, Bobo, for some reason, takes off his shirt. I'm not really wa- sure why he does that. And he gets, um, he says to Hank that he's um, proven to be on their side. And since Bobo can trust Hank, um, he says he will give her to you, the woman that changed you. And Hank was like, cool that, yo. And that that's when they walk off into the sunset. And he's obviously joining Bobo's, um, you know, tribe. Bad guy posse. Yeah, exactly. Um, which left me with a million questions, obviously. Right. Which like, were, what were your questions? Well, first of all, who is this person that changed Hank? Right. Um, and then immediately I thought something to do with the mom that left, but I'm not positive. There are no um, wrong answers at this point because we don't know episode two. <laughs> we don't know anything. Well, and then that Hank was joining Bobo's team. I was like, you know, Hank did seem like a halfway okay evil guy. Like, and he was, you know, a good flirty flirt and all the stuff. Now he's going to, he's going to really try to off the herbs. Like he's going to turn into an icky right. tooth revenant. But I he was just not. fixing their mailbox. So like, exactly. The I was like, that? what Make is happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was, I was a little bit confused at the ending. Cause I was like, is he just faking it? I, I didn't know. I didn't know. But, um, but yeah, so Levi's gone and I don't think that he can come back. Um, but I'm not positive. And I don't know who the woman is and I don't know how I feel about Bobo being 
shirtless constantly. Um, <laughs> it's he's either in a shirtless or he has a he has a fur coat on. So yeah, I think there has to he has to find a happy medium. But that's how it ended. And now I'm I really wanted to go to episode three, but you didn't. I thought you did. <sighs> Here's what had happened. I did go to episode three. Yeah. I did not take one single note. <laughs> okay. Because you just said something about the triangle and the triangle is not in episode one or episode two. So I yes, know they, you went to episode three. No, they mentioned the triangle. Where? Uh, let me look back on my notes, but otherwise I wouldn't have known it because I don't retain things like that. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they say anything yes, about, they the talk triangle. about the triangle. I promise you somebody mentioned the triangle. I yes, I promise so. you. I oh my gosh. It up until the next episode. No, I don't. I wouldn't have remembered it because I was half. We're going to have to go back to the reels <laughs> and find out because I feel like you are retaining this from watching the next episode. No. Which is fine, absolutely fine. You gave me permission to watch I the next gave episode, you full but permission. we chose not to. To we chose okay. not to cover it on the yeah, because we podcast. had too much to unpack here. But okay, here here's what I want to know from you. Okay, so what did we learn about Peacemaker? We learned well that the revenants can't hold it. Revenants can't hold it, and it's the only gun that that's going to shoot a revenant to that's going to take him down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we know about Mystery Man now? You mean the Western, shadow guy? Yeah. No, no, no. Western oh. Mystery Man. Oh, that his name is Hank. His and, name's Hank. Uh-huh. And um, he's now joining the the bosses, t- or, you know, Bubbo's team. Right. Well, and, and we know that he um, he wrote... He rode with Wyatt Earp, or he yep, was Wyatt he was Earp's right hand man. man. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't really know what that means yet, but yeah. And then there's some mystery woman. Yeah, someone who changed him that he wants to get revenge on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what's one what's one answer you wish you would have had at the end of this episode? Like, what's the one thing if you could choose? That you really just wanted to know <laughs> anything. If you could see the future, I want to know if Officer Hot and Waverly are going to hook up. Don't we all, right? So all of these demons are going on. There's all this, and you're just like, do they get it on? That's do what I really need to know. I mean, I don't know. Um, I wasn't expecting it. That's the whole thing. I was like, wait, huh? It was so, so short and sweet, too. It was like, yeah. But I mean, I also am really curious about um, Hank and now this person who changed him. Like, that's that's one of the other things I really would like to know, Well, too. that's the problem with recapping it is that you have, you know, we're introducing more characters, but then there's there aren't a ton of characters, but they all have a huge story. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. we've got Winona, who's the central theme, and she's you know the female superhero of this thing. But then we have this this mystery guy with a huge past, and mm-hmm. you know we don't know any of that yet. And then we have all these bad guys, and we don't know any mm-hmm. of their deal. And then you know we have Waverly, and what's her role in all of this? And mm-hmm. besides being um, the research assistant and um, you know, sister and sidekick to Winona. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. So what what are you loving in this episode? 
Um, it kept me interested. It kept me intrigued the whole time. So I liked that not all of the, obviously not all of the questions were answered, that there's still a really solid storyline going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I loved Officer <laughs> Hot in the khaki no pants. In that. Trust me. I coming into the scene for that makes Officer it fun. Hot all the way. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just really enjoyed the episode altogether. And I'm, yeah, I'm still happy. I'm still looking forward now to really watching the next episode. I'm still intrigued. I'm still in the two in it. I don't anticipate that you would lose interest at all. Really? If, yeah. If you're in it an, an episode two, you're not going to get not into it. So, you know, I could get bored with it. <laughs> you're not going to get bored with it. Okay. Um so another reason that okay another history of this podcast is that not only am I an erper, but I begged you <laughs> to come <laughs> to California and go to a convention with me. Yeah, you're in, right. In June of next year. And you were like, no, no, no. I'm like, it'll be sunny. We'll have a girl's weekend. Mm -hmm. It'll be a blast. You never get away. We'll get a hotel. (laughs) We'll stay down in Anaheim. It's going to be a great time. Mm -hmm. Come with me. I don't have anyone to go with me. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife said she'll go, but it's not going to be as fun. Like, just come. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm, it's not really my thing. How are you feeling about that decision now? Well, now I'm kind of like, I could go, because at least at that, when you were asking me before, come on, you got to be honest. Like, I had not even watched the YouTube things that you sent me, which I still have not watched. Um, I did not even know one thing about anything at all, at all, at all about the show. So Knowing why would I go? everything you know about me, why couldn't you just believe in me when I say... Because I know how involved you get into things. So I would be walking around this like convention or whatever going, I have no clue. And you would be like in cosplay. Like, I'm not going to cosplay. <laughs> but that's how I could see it going down. Like, I'd be like, is there a casino or something? Or where's the bar? <laughs> Do you know how to make a brand deal fashion? That's okay. what I would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you think you're an Erper yet? No. Okay. I'm interested in the show, but I wouldn't say I'm an erper. I don't have as much knowledge under my belt as I would think I would need in order to be an erper. Okay. Well, let me just throw this out there for you. (laughs) So the showrunner and writer, just call her the showrunner, Emily Andrus herself has said in a panel, the only requirement to being an erper is saying you're an erper. There's I can't no say it yet. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say it. You have to say it yourself, but I'm just letting you know what the queen herself has said about the fandom. There's, anyone can join. <laughs> All you got to do is say you're an erper. Um, I would add also, she would, she would probably agree with me, um, <laughs> that you just can't be an asshole either. Because... No. No. Remember when you asked me, you were like, what, what's the fandom like? You didn't, mm-hmm. I can't remember how you, how you phrased it. You didn't say mm-hmm. what are the demographics, but I think you were like, what's it, what's the makeup like? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have an answer to that. And I don't know, I still don't have a definitive answer to that. But what I can tell you is that I can't wait for you to be able to explore it more without getting spoilers because it's the most inclusive bunch of people you, mm-hmm. you'll ever meet or not meet in your life. That's like, so cool. And I think that I'm really excited for you to be able to like partake in that. Yeah, I am too. And you know what? Maybe it'll work out that I've come to the. Well, maybe I'm not going to invite you anymore because Ma- I'm a little oh! bitter, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh maybe just I'll just kidding. show my ass up oh. there. All right, and you so- know, the reason I asked the demographics or the makeup or whatever was because all of a sudden you came up with a, a rule that we can't swear. And I was like, why are they all seven, seven year olds that are watching this show? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, um, obviously not. No, I know. No. But so, okay. So you, you did watch episode three and I don't, <laughs> you're not prepared to talk about it. No, I cannot. I, no. You were like zo- dozing in and out Completely or something. Completely dozing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's sacrilegious. I don't know how you could possibly do that when the show is on, but. I'll tell you. Three kids, <sighs> two jobs, All right, 11 fine. p.m. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> All right. Same time, same station next week? I think so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm bye. excited. You better be. I'm excited for you. I could. I was so excited for you to see this episode because Officer Hot shows up, and I have been wanting to talk about Officer Hot with you for so long. <laughs> is that the? Is did you forward me things about Officer Hot? Is that what the YouTube things are? I cannot confirm or no, deny don't tell me. anything. I don't want to because okay. I don't want to be tempted to go watch it. <laughs> okay. Till next time. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Why Not a Winona Earp Fangirl Podcast. You can email us with any questions or comments at whynotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at whynotp or whynot underscore podcast. And you Earpers know we spell whynot, W-Y-N-A-U-G-H-T. 